Tell somebody, I'm a victor. Tell I'm victorious. Come on, y'all acting like y'all got the cooties. Come on, let's walk around. Tell somebody, I'm a victor. I'm victorious. Come on, encourage somebody today. Tell them something good. Come on, be positive. Oh, wow. Some of y'all haven't moved yet. I'm doing this for a reason. Come on, walk around and tell somebody, I'm victorious. I want you to minister to somebody, talk to somebody. It's all right. I know, I know you saw them pick their nose before church. It's okay. They, they washed their hands. Don't worry. All right. All right. Yes. Church is a place that we should never be afraid of each other. Amen. Come on. If you're a germaphobe today, I'm sure somebody got some hand sanitizer. All right. Shake hands. Give high fives. Give love. This is where love abounds. Amen. Amen. I'm so thankful to be here. Thankful for the invitation from Pastor and Sister Ford to be here. Thankful for my family uh, being here today. Um, I have a word from the Lord. The Lord woke me, up, woke me up early this morning, and me and him was in the bathroom just having a good time, and um, trust me, I wash my hands. Everything's good. And the Lord is just talking to me, and we're going to go some places today. Amen. Let's stand and reading. let's read the word of the Lord. Listen, God is taking this church. I'm going to confirm what uh, Pastor Ford and Sister Ford said God is taking this church to a brand new level, brand new dimension, which means that tomorrow morning when you wake up and you go to your same routine, it's not going to be the same because you're going to be different. That's about 60%. I need about 80%. I need 80% applause. All right, let's take it up to 90. All right. Okay, all right. Amen, amen. Turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verse 19 through 20. And we are going to, y'all going to preach with me today? All right. Let's do a test. Um, my son showed me this last night, and I got fooled by it. Let's see if everybody, everybody else gets fooled by it. What, why does, what does Y-E-S spell? What does E-Y-E-S spell? Okay. <laughs> when I first did it, I was like, E-O-E-O-E-O-E-O-E-O-E-O-E-O-E-O-E-O-E-O-E-O-E-O-E-O-E-O-E-O-E-O-E-O-E-O-E-O-E-O-E-O-E-O-E-O-E-O-E-O-
good and for in unity. Come on, let's read it again. Let's read it one more time. Behold, how good, pleasant it is. Amen. Let's go to the Lord right now in prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for what you've done so far. But this is the day that you have made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it because we are together. We are together in your house, and we, God, will tear down the walls of division and tear down the walls of disunity in the name of Jesus. And we shall be one body in your name, and we shall be one people in your name, and we shall be one fellowship in your name, in the name of Jesus. And wherever, oh God, your spirit is, there's going to be liberty. Somebody say liberty in Jesus' name. Clap your hands unto the Lord. And somebody shout unto God with a voice. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Now listen, I like participators. You know, I'm not, this isn't a, a, a lecture, but we're going to preach together in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Jesus is coming. Somebody say that with me. Jesus is I know that it's been said over the years and we're living in the last days and it's time to look up. Tell somebody it's time to look up. How do we know it's the last day when men no longer want to be classified as he or she but they. They want to be called they. Okay. When governments are passing laws declaring some form of sexual relations legal between a man and an animal. All right, y'all don't even know about this, but they got classes in college that, that teach that stuff. Matthew chapter 24, verse 36 says, But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. We don't know the exact time of coming but we see the signs. We look at political events and occurrences and line them up with scripture. Amen, somebody. We see what Jesus spoke of when he stated that there will be wars and rumors of war. Right now, as we speak, there are countries that are coming together against Israel. Uh -huh, and, and that's how the Armageddon is going to happen. Because all these countries are going to come against Israel. are going to say, listen, it's either you give up the territory uh, to the Palestinians or we're going to go to war against you. This is in the book of Revelation. This is all through the book. And it, this, the Bible is the only book that predicts exactly what's going to happen at the end. That's how you know it's true. Amen, somebody. Amen. So when we see wars and rumors of wars, when we see Paul warn Timothy uh, of when he stated that peril perilous times shall come in the book of Timothy, uh, 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 through 5, and in the New Living Translation, he said, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will Betray their friends. Anybody been betrayed in here before by your friends? Mm -hmm. Be reckless. Be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. And he said in the end, stay away from people just like that. Even the earth itself is showing signs that things are about to wrap up. Blood moons, according to the feast days of the Bible. Earthquakes in diverse places. Come on, somebody. You see it on CNN. You see it on Fox. But in the midst of all this, God has given the church authority. We have authority from heaven, and we are the most successful business in the end time. I know everybody's wrapping up. I know companies are going out of business, but the church isn't going out of business. We're going to stay in business. We have the power. We have the authority. We have the know-how. We have Jesus. We have the only living God on our side, and we are destined for victory. Somebody cry out victory. 
For we are birthed from the side of Jesus. We are destined for victory from the beginning. Jesus said to Peter, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Somebody is ready in this place. After this weekend, there got to be a few people in here who are ready for a fight. And is anybody ready for a fight? Come on, last night the Lord told us that there's going to be victory. Friday night, the Lord told us that you have the victory and we're coming back from the dead. And today, right now, I put my feet on the, on, come on, somebody. This is our turf. This is our real estate. Come on, somebody. I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody in here is ready for a fight. Somebody's here is ready to go to war. Come on. Somebody is equipped with the power, with the weapons of our warfare. Come on, somebody. Tell somebody I'm ready to fight. Come on. Tap a few people. Say I'm ready to fight. Those of you who weren't here got to catch up because we're ready to blow this place apart to smithereens. Somebody shout boom. Clap your hands, somebody. Listen, you think the devil's going to quit because he knows he's a loser? In the the end of the book, the Bible says that we win. Do you think the devil's going to give up? He has that terrorist spirit, you know. He's going to walk into places and try to blow stuff up. He doesn't care what, what, if if he goes, he understands where he's going. And he doesn't care if if there's a a trace of of sacrifice. uh, if If he blows people up on the way, it's that terrorism spirit. It's that he wants to catch people and take them exactly where he's going. But I plead a blood against that spirit in Jesus' name. We're going to pull some people out of the fire. That's what Jude said. Jude said, Jude said we're going to pull some people out of the fire. And God has given us the ability to reach into the fire, to reach into hell, to reach into the flames, and to pull people out of the fire. And maybe you're sitting here today and you're like, well, I don't know if there's a hell or not. Well, you ask somebody who's been doing what's wrong and ask them where they went. We haven't had people come back and tell me anything yet. I don't have you. No, no, no. There is a heaven and there is a hell. And if you live right, you're going to go where you belong. I felt some resistance on that. That's all right. We're going to go up your alley in a second. The Bible says in Revelation 12, verse 12, For the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that his time is short. He understands that his time is short, and he's ready to blow you up with himself. Come on, somebody. He understands that he's, he already knows that he's a loser. And some of us keep giving him the victory by our thoughts and by our actions. He understands that he's a loser. He's a, he, oh boy, come on. He, 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 does, he has no authority. I ask you, what's the opposite of God? And somebody shout out Satan. No, 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 no. Ain't nobody like Jesus. Come on. Greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. I've been telling you for three days that you have power more than the angels. You have power. You have authority. And you need to tap into that authority and use that authority. If you have the Holy Ghost, you have authority. Come on, somebody. Don't measure me by a TV evangelist. I got more power than a TV evangelist. Don't measure me by somebody you heard on the radio. I got more power than somebody you heard on the radio. Because I have the truth. I have the Holy Ghost on the inside. Somebody said it's Jesus on the inside. Working on the outside. Oh, what a change. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Watch, watch. 1 Peter 5, 8. Bible says be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Somebody say devour. But watch, here's what the Lord woke me up and told me this morning, confirmed that the devil has targeted the infrastructure of the church. Anybody know what the infrastructure of the church is? The family. Uh Uh-huh. Targeted the infrastructure of the church. Our sons 
and our daughters are the targets of hell's campaign. Sex and drugs and rebellion and faithlessness. He's trying to interfere with the passing down of the apostolic heritage. He is. The Bible says, Psalms 127, verse 3 through 5. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. As, sorrow, as arrows are in the hand of the mighty man, so are children of the youth. Come on, and I got a whole bunch of them, so I, I got a whole bunch of weapons, amen. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Somebody say, in the gate. See, what the author was trying to talk about there. Uh, at the gates were, were where we uh, business was conducted, and and w- what they would do sometimes when you when you were a daddy and you had some children, and and if there were illegal affairs or if there was a fight that had to be had at the gate, you'd gather your sons and you go to the gate and you prepare for a fight, or you gather your sons, you go to the gate and you prepare for whatever transaction that happened. Gates were where business uh, transaction occurred in the Bible. It was where city officials and council and men of influence would go whoever had influence at the gate had influence over the city and here's what the the lord said to abraham in genesis 22:17 that in blessing i will bless thee and in multiplying i will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore and thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemies come on it's our seed it's our family it's our church i'm talking about spiritual family now i understand that the lord was talking to abraham about israel but i want to address the spiritual family our family is going to possess the gates our family is going to possess the place where spiritual transactions are done in the Holy Ghost. Our family, our church family, our church is going to possess the place where transactions happen in heaven. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about the family. Romans 8, 14 through 16 says, For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption. Let me tell you something. I was never in this thing. Born in another country, came to the Bronx. I had no lineage. I had no connection to the kingdom, but it's because of Jesus. It's because of his blood. It's because of his power. Come on, somebody. Y'all sitting down on me. Because of everything that Jesus did on the cross and through the spirit of adoption. It's the reason why I can stand here today. All right. I'm going to put it in terms you can understand. Okay. I remember I know some of y'all used to watch those TV shows uh, where it used to be two girlfriends and one boyfriend, huh? One is Bone Sheikah, one is Kilolo, and one is named Curtis, uh-huh. And, and they would come and they say, you know, this is your baby. And Curtis would be like, oh, that's not my baby. And Bone Sheikah would be like, I said, Curtis, he got your eyes and he got your lips. Come on, Curtis. And the other girlfriend would be like, oh, oh no, Curtis wasn't with you last night. He was with me. Uh-huh. I know y'all used to watch it. You don't want to tell me. That's okay. Uh-huh. And y'all used to be like, Curtis, you know that's your, 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 your same people being the TV. Curtis, you know that's your boy. You better admit it now. Right? Listen, when, 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 when the blood, when I was saved, when, when the Holy Ghost came upon me, it, it's a miracle. Watch. When, when, when the angel came to Mary and said that, uh, you know, you, you're going to be uh, highly favored uh, uh, among women. And that the transaction that happened in her womb was one that was spiritual. It was one that the Holy Ghost created a seed that created the Messiah, that physical body. It was spirit came into a, 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 a transaction with physical. And when I received the Holy Ghost, anybody with me? There was a, a, a change in my body. What happened was when the Holy 
Ghost got a, a part of me. My DNA changed. Uh, the sinful part of me had no more dominance over me. And now I can say that Jesus is my daddy. <laughs> I got his eyes. I got his lips. I got his spirit on the inside. Jesus is my daddy. Maybe some of you didn't have a father. Maybe some of you didn't have a mother. But now you have one. You have a father. You have a mother. You have somebody who cares about you. Your DNA has changed. And you'll never be the same. I once was bound in sin. But Jesus picked me up. Everybody should clap on that one. Because everybody's been saved. Has anybody been saved by the blood? Has anybody been saved by the blood? Clap your hands if you've been saved by the blood of Jesus. The blood that washes. The blood that cleanses. The blood that makes you brand new. I'm a brand new creature. I don't walk the same. I don't act the same. God took the the nicotine and, and the drugs and the alcohol out of my system. You might call me crazy. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm stark raving mad for Jesus. Come on. Anybody ever seen when somebody's drunk? Anybody ever been drunk before? You don't know what's going on. You're stammering. You're like, you can't even speak. When the Holy Ghost came inside my body, I had stammering lips. I didn't know what was going on, but it was a good drunk. <laughs> Clap your hands, somebody. And shout unto God with a voice. Some of y'all who ain't been here all week, y'all got to catch up. Y'all can't weigh this service down because, come on somebody, y'all got to catch up. Everybody was in sin. Everybody had something going on. Come on. But what's different about Jesus than Curtis? Jesus claimed me. Come on. Jesus was like, no, 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 no. If you don't want him, I want him. If you want to throw him away... I'll take him because Jesus can make what's dirty into something that's beautiful. Come on, tap yourself and say, I'm beautiful because Jesus has made me beautiful. Yes, come on, say it, I'm beautiful. Come on, tap somebody and tell them, you're beautiful because of the blood of Jesus. Now shout yes. All right, all right, all right. All right. All right. Now watch, watch. One of the greatest weapons against the body is seeds of discord. Everybody's like, all right, it's time to start celebrating now. <sighs> Grudges. Bitterness, strife, anger. Uh huh. You come to church and, well, nobody else wants to be saved. I'm going to be saved. Because, of course, I'm more righteous than everybody else. Even though you got issues with Elizabeth in the corner. Uh huh. Mm. Come on. This is the Ricky Lake show. No, no, it's not. No, 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 no. Come on, it's one of the greatest weapons that the enemy can uh, sow into the church. It's seeds of discord. He rejoices when we turn against each other. And this is what the Holy Ghost want to talk about. Let me just tell you, when this is all over, there's going to be a healing power release in this place that you've never seen before. If y'all just follow me, if y'all just stay with me. If you have high blood pressure, if you have diabetes, if you have uh, cancer, if you have migraines, if you have depression, it's going to be healed in Jesus' name. But you got to follow me. All right? 
And the adversary wants to sow seeds of discord into the church. He wants to make us turn against each other. You have a hard time praying with her or him because you don't get along. Tell somebody, mm, 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 yeah, you come to the altar, uh-huh, Sister T, come up here, you come to the altar, stand right there, mm, mm, you don't even know that you're next to Sister Joan, and you walk next to her, mm, and you start, at altar time, you start worshiping, oh, you're trying to feel God, and then the pastor says the thing that everybody dreads, pray for your neighbor. And what we usually do, we're worshiping, and then we look over to see who it is, and we go like this. Oh, no, 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 Jesus, not Sister Joan. Oh, Lord, if you can use me, use me, but not with Sister Joan, okay? All right. The enemy wants to sow sore the seeds of discord, and so we can't pray for each other. And we, listen, we're a family. I know we're going to fuss. I know we're going to fight. I know things are going to happen. But what we have to do is understand that we have to go back to people and say, listen, whether I'm right or wrong, forgive me. Forgive me. Please. Please. Let's work it out. Why? Because if we don't, we're hindering the progress of the kingdom. You see... You can't, you can't take it outside of the scope of your own personal experience. But when you start king, thinking kingdom-minded, you understand that everything that you do affects the kingdom, even your unforgiveness. Amen. 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 Come on, somebody. You know it's true. Watch, watch. I was in the middle of a wedding. I told a story to my folks at, church, at home. In the middle of a wedding, I'm sitting there. It's about 200 people. Everybody is nice dressed up in the tux and all that stuff, you know, looking good. And behind me was a childhood ex-mentor. That's, a, that's very complicated. You know? Ex-mentor because I had confided in this person because as a young person, young people, sometimes you get confused and sometimes you try to find out what's happening in your life, confide in your pastor if you don't have anybody to confide in. Can I get a burp in the Holy Right? Okay. And I'm there at the wedding and and, and I see him behind me and I do the, the normal, hey, what's going on buddy? <laughs> right? And the Lord, in the middle of the wedding, the Lord says, get up. I said, I don't, Jesus, I don't know how to do the WAP. I don't know how to do the, the two-step. What am I getting up? Get up. Turn around. And I want you to go over and say you're sorry. What? Okay. And I started arguing with Jesus at the table. People are like, what is going on with him? People started moving their seats over. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> because I'm there at the table. I'm like, and I'm telling the Lord, Lord, I didn't do anything. He was the one who took my information. I was young and innocent. And, 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 and he took all the, everything that I said. All my, and he just blabbed it to his family. And he betrayed me. It's not my fault. And Jesus said, I don't care. Get up. And I said, all right, I said, you know what, I'm a, I'm a preacher now, I'll be obedient, I'm a pastor, all right, I, I, I got to just obey the word of the Lord. And I got up, and you know, my chair was the only chair that made noise. Jesus, 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 Jesus. At this time, the party is looking at me like this. 
I said, hey, what's going on? Can I talk to you for a second? Stand up, Brother D. Stand up. Stand up. I said, hey, listen. This an uncomfortable pauses in between the whole conversation. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, listen. Um, like, no eye contact. was like. <laughs> you know, listen. Uh, you know, uh, I said, Lord said, get serious. I said, I said, I want you to forgive me for what happened many years ago. And you know what happened right there? What I didn't expect? The Holy Ghost came down right in the middle of the wedding. Right between him and I. I felt the holy presence of God. Why? Because I was doing something that I'm supposed that family is supposed to do. Am I speaking to somebody? Come on. Some of you need to take this into your own personal family. Yes. I feel that in the Holy Ghost. Some of you need to take it into your own personal family. You haven't been speaking to cousin so-and-so because it wasn't he stole, they stole a hundred dollars, whatever it was, and you've been keeping this grudge. Some of you need to bury the hatchet and let God work in your family. You're saying, God, save my family. And the Lord's saying, you need to forgive them. Now watch. I start to feel the Holy Ghost. He started to feel the Holy Ghost too. He didn't know what was going on. And we just, I just said, listen, just forgive me. And I started to get passionate. I started to get compassionate. Forgive me. Forgive me, please. I, I don't want there to be any grudge. Yeah. And we hugged each other in the middle of the wedding. And we embraced. And nobody knew what was going on. And nobody had to know. It was between me and Brother D. Come on. God wants to heal. God wants to deliver. God wants to unify this church like you've never seen before. God wants to save your family. He's going to do it through the power of forgiveness. Come on, somebody. Somebody needs to say, yes, I agree. Yes, I agree. I agree with the Holy Ghost. I agree with forgiveness. I, I agree this church is going to take off because of the spirit of forgiveness. I, oh. This church is going to take off because of the unity that's going to come. Because I forgive. Forgive me. Forgive me. Is this okay, everybody? Forgive me. Here's what the adversary wants to do. Do I have time, Pastor? It's all right. He wants us. See, fellowship has not become a priority anymore. Girl, I'm going to get a word from the church. I'm going to get a word. Yeah, I'm going to get a word from the Lord. Uh huh. I'll be there on Sunday. But afterwards, you hurry up and skirt to your car, close the door, because you don't want people talking to you. Fellowship needs to become a priority. Some of you need to invite each other over. I don't care if you can't cook, neither do I. If they get poisoned, just call 911. I've done it before. My God, he gave you the gift of healing. Just pray him back to life. Jesus' name, come on, spit that steak out. Amen. <laughs> come on, somebody. God wants, here's what the Bible says in Acts 2.42, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread in and in prayer. The reason, one of the reasons why I named my church the Acts Church was because I didn't, God didn't give me a mega church mentality because back in the day, people just met at home. And they broke bread. And you know what happened? If you came to my house with a need, you know what I would do? If I had it, I would supply that, that need. That's how the church functioned. And I understand you, you've given things before like, hey, brother, can I borrow this? And it's 
That was 2002. Now it's 2016, and they're giving it back just now. Here, I'm sorry. I gave, gave. What am I going to do with this record player? 2002. You should be happy he gave it back. <laughs> right? Some of you need to invite people over and begin to minister to them. Come on. Bible says they sold all they had and everybody got a piece. Everybody got what they needed from the Lord. Come on. You you might think part of the great revival that's going to happen is this church in this church is going to come through a spirit of unity. With not just the woman praying, but the men praying also. And even the children and the teenagers. Listen, I prophesy over this youth group in the name of Jesus. This youth group, this, these young people are going to fill this church. There's going to be more young people than there are adults. Why? Because God has destined that this church is going to be a revival church by the authority of the power and the blood of Jesus. You're going to save young children off the streets. You're going to save young children who are abused and addiction. All of you should be clapping. Those are your children. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Listen, I got a few more minutes. I'm sorry. Pastor Ford, I'll be obedient. Do I have any more time? Uh, no, no, I don't. All right, why? Uh, that, that's, that was pastor language right there. You're good, buddy. Don't worry. That means hurry up. Shut it down. Shut it down. Hurry up. No, no, no. Watch. James says this. I'm going to get real personal. Watch, watch. James 5.16. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual, the energio, put forth power. Fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. James reminds us that mutual confession and prayer begin, brings healing both physically and spiritually. You wonder why you can't be healed of something physical? Maybe it's because you're hanging on. Do you ever heard of this when somebody holds on to bitterness? You ever heard of somebody getting physically sick? We try to, well, I'm walking in the Holy Ghost today. I'm, I'm you know, but you, you know, your, your left shoulder's half paralyzed. I'm walking in the Holy Ghost because you won't let go of something that the Lord uh, wants you to let go of. Jesus forgave and you won't forgive. And it's affecting you mentally. You think that isolating a part of your mind uh, uh, because of somebody is normal? That you know where that person is all the time in the building. I can be in the sanctuary and something will tell me, you know, Brother James is in the bathroom. I'm not, I, don't, I don't have to use the bathroom right now. I know I'm in the Holy Ghost. Silence is confirmation. <laughs> yeah. Watch. James is saying that. He's reminding us that mutual confession and prayer brings healing, both physically and spiritually. These free us from the heavy burdens physically and spiritually of unresolved sin and removes hindrances to the work of the Holy Ghost. Confession to another in the body of Christ is essential because sin will demand to have us to itself. That's why we isolate ourselves because sin wants to eat away at us. But when we break out of the mold and say, listen, forgive me. Then it allows God to work in our lives. There should be nothing that we can't forgive somebody of. Yes, that's right. I'm going to hurry. I'm going to hurry because I'm. 
when the church prays in the spirit of unity, it will release a power that will shake hell. Loved ones will be released from sin. Cancer will be dried up. Blood pressure will be reduced. The windows of heaven will be open. Backsliders will come home and break down the doors. Angels will be dispatched. The devil will be defeated. Marriages will come together and revival for the church is guaranteed when we forgive. I'm hurrying, I'm hurrying. Watch. Mark chapter 5. The Bible says, and when they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes, and we was coming out, out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with the unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs and no man could bind him, no, not with chains because he had been often bound with fetters and chains and the chains had been plucked asunder by him and the fetters broken in pieces. I'm on verse four of Mark chapter five and verse five and always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stones and when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran to Jesus and worshiped him. Who ran to Jesus? Who worshipped Jesus? It was the man that sensed the power and realized that Jesus was the greater power, even more powerful than the demons that possessed his body. Now watch, how many demons does it take to possess one man? Maybe the fact that so many demons were needed was indicative of the man's potential. And the adversary, you understand that the devil is the greatest talent evaluator. That's why he's always taking people out of the church and into the world. Go ask Beyonce. Where did she start? She started in the church. He wants to use your talents. He wants to use your, your drive, your energy, your youthfulness. Young people, now is the time to serve God. Watch, watch. Verse 7, and cried with a loud voice and said, what have I? Now, this is the demons who are talking. What have I? Everybody say I. I. To do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high. I, say I. I. Adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he Ask him, what is thy name? And he answered, saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. Watch, even the devils understand the power of unification to accomplish the will of hell. They spoke with one voice, but when they were asked their name, they said, we are... Jesus said, do you think that Satan's kingdom is divided? Why is it that the devils could be unified, but the church can't be? Ain't nobody, come on, burp at me, somebody. Come on, release it. Why is it that the devils can be in oppressing our lives, but we can't be when it comes to dealing with we, each other? I'm hurry I just feel like asking this question. How long does it take or how long should it take for us to forgive? Some people think, well, after I, after after I get over it. After I get healed. After, you know, after I don't think about it anymore. You know, after, you know, he he moves to Queens cuz I I want to see him. Right? Come on, we have our own ways of interpreting how we should deal with things. But the Bible doesn't put a time uh, a limit on it. He, they just, the Bible just says to forgive. For, why? You want to know why? Because if Jesus comes back and he finds this thing in my heart, I will not be saved. But Lord, I gave to the children's ministry. And Lord, I gave to this. Lord, I tithe. Lord, I did this. And when you stand before God, he's going to flip to the page. And he's going to say, why couldn't you forgive John? I forgave you of your sin. I died for your sin. And you held John in your heart. I can't let you in. Almost done. I'm almost done. 
almost done. I apologize for being so long. Watch. I want everybody today to exercise the power of agreement. I'm going to skip to the end. The power of agreement is in this room. The power of unity is in this room. And I want you to understand that God is about to move. But he wants you to do something. I'm not going to make it uncomfortable. I'm going to call everybody forward. I want every single human being in this place to come forward right now. Come on, I want you to squeeze in. I want you to squeeze in. Now, if, I want you to come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Squeeze it. Come on. I'm sure everybody got their cootie shots. Come on. Squeeze in. Now, I want you to begin to think of somebody that you're having a hard time forgiving. If they're here, everybody close your eyes. We're not trying to embarrass anybody. If they're here, I want you to scoot over next to them. If they're here, close your eyes, everybody. I don't want no issues. I can have my eyes open because I said so. All right? Come on. There's about to be revival in this church. There's about to be breakthrough in this church. God wants this church to be a hospital. Where broken and people who need to be healed can come and receive healing. But come on. The doctors and nurses have to know how to act. Uh-huh. Watch. We're going to pray right now. We're going to ask the Lord for forgiveness for a few seconds. Everybody, I want you to raise your hands and begin to pray right now in Jesus' name. And ask God to forgive you for not forgiving. I want you to open your mouth. This ain't a secret thing. Let's pray. God, forgive me, Jesus. God, help me. Help me to forgive my family. Help me to forgive my friends. Help me to forgive. God, I pray after this service is over that I would dial the number of the person who I've been hating for so long. Dial the number of my family member who've been, I've had in my heart. I don't want to keep your kingdom back. I don't want to keep revival out of my church. I don't want to keep my family from being blessed. I don't, come on somebody, pray. Come on. Get beyond your pride. God is going to move in this place right now. Come on. I want you to release it. God, release me from this bitterness, this anger. God, my parents, they abused me when I was little. My, my father abused me. I was sexually abused. And I can't get over it. Forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me. Forgive them. God, come on, I feel, I feel something breaking right now. Come on, take everything out of the closet and present it before the Lord. Come on, we all come from broken backgrounds. We all come from broken places and broken, but God wants to heal. God wants to unify. God wants to deliver. God wants to set free. Don't you dare walk out of here with that disunity, with that, with that burden, with that bitterness that's keeping you physically bound. Angels are, are waiting right now to heal. Angels are waiting right now. They're dispatched because unity. Come on, somebody. Even the Lord said of the people who built the Tower of Babel that nothing will be withheld from them because they are together. Come on, somebody. Release that anger. Release that pain. Release that grief. Keep praying. Keep praying. Everybody, eyes closed. Come on. Release it. Release it. But God, 
I prayed for a daddy that would love me. And the one that you gave me didn't love me. God said, I'm here. Forgive them. I prayed for a mother who after nine months would keep me and they never did. God saying, forgive them. Because through the power of forgiveness, I'm going to heal and bring them back. Come on. I feel it right now. Lay hands on the person next to you. Begin to pray for them right now in Jesus' name. Let there be a flow. Let there be a flow. Let there be a flow of healing. Let there be a flow of healing. Let there be a flow. Come on, let there be a flow. I want you to cry out to God. Cry out to God. God is healing right now. God is healing right now. God is healing. All the words that were said to me that made me think of who I am today. God is going to heal all the nasty things that were said when I was younger. And I believed them because I didn't know any better. God said he would heal. Let the healing, let the healing power of God. Let the healing. You think you took care of it. You think you, because you put it in the back of your mind, you think it was gone. But I want you to give it to God. Because God is going to heal. And we're going to be unified. Keep praying. Come on, everybody. Everybody, I need you. Keep praying. Come on, everybody. Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't you dare walk out of here. God is giving you a chance. He's giving you an opportunity. He's giving you a chance. Yes, yes, yes. God, I want to be healed. I want to be delivered. Now everybody look, watch, listen, listen, watch. I knew a young man who had ought against his pastor. And he got into an argument with his pastor. And he left that night and for weeks had an issue with his pastor and the Lord came to him one day and said I want you to make it right with your pastor and in tears the young man said went back to his pastor that night sister Ford and said pastor forgive me I'm wrong I'm he got on his motorcycle shortly afterwards and he was hit by a semi-truck and died on the spot what if he didn't listen to the voice of God God wants there to be unity in the house of God Revival is dependent on the unity in the house of God. So here's what the Lord told me this morning. 
I wrote it down. And I want everybody to hold hands if you can. Because now is going to be a release of the Holy Ghost. If you have sickness in your body, you're going to be healed right now. If you have a disease, I don't care what the doctor said, you will be healed right now. Not because of some highfalutin evangelist, not, be, not because of some, some pastor who claims that he operates in all the gift, but because of the spirit of unity right now. Here's what the Lord said, and I want you never to forget this. Unity releases compassion. When I can have compassion, I don't even know you, but because you hurt, I hurt. And because you feel pain, I feel pain. And compassion releases virtue. It's the reason why the woman with the issue of blood, when he touched, when she touched the hem of Jesus' garment, the Bible says that virtue was released. You want to know why? Because Jesus was always moved with compassion. He allowed compassion to operate. And when virtue is released, healing and miracles now I want this place I release the power of unity right now as you pray for each other as you begin to pray for each other sickness as you begin to pray for each other's diseases I wish I had some people but say, Jesus, heal my brother. Release the power of unity right now in Jesus' name. Begin to pray for each other. Jesus, heal. Jesus, deliver. Jesus, set free the power of unity. Come on. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Be healed in Jesus' name. Cancer, I rebuke you by the authority. Be healed in Jesus' name. Blood pressure, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Diabetes, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Cancer, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. By the power and authority of unity of the body. Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, blood pressure, cancer, 
Somebody cry out to God. Somebody cry out to God. Loose my brother. Loose my sister. Loose them in Jesus' name. Loose them in Jesus' name. I plead the blood of Jesus over their mind. I plead the blood of Jesus against oppression. I plead the blood of Jesus against suicide. I plead the blood of Jesus against anything that would come against my brother and sister. This is my brother. This is my sister. Come on. Walk around and pray for each other. There's deliverance right now in unity. nature of God in you released for the purpose of healing. 